It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Howdy, folks. Happy Thursday. Um, it's not raining. In Buffalo, my God! Yeah, not yet. I shouldn't say anything because I'll blink and it'll storm clouds will fly over. It's uh, supposed to get rain the next day or two. Yeah. Oh God, it's just it's dreadful. Um, all right, but uh, we'll start with the pre-show. Go ahead, Russ. All right, let's talk about Stan Kroenke. He's the owner of the Los Angeles Rams. Mm, yeah. He basically moved out of moved the team out of St. Louis, and then St. Louis. I think the St. Louis Regional Convention and Sports Complex Authority sued the NFL. Right. And this has been going on for four years. The NFL owners thought they would get out of it already, but they haven't. And apparently they had a meeting yesterday and they actually asked Kroenke to leave the room. That's how mad um, the owners are at him. They could lose up to a billion dollars just to settle this suit. Well, do you know why they're why they're pissed off at him? They're pissed well, off at him. They moved the franchise. No, 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 no. Not not just that. They're pissed off at him because he had promised that he would pick up all the legal fees for the for the suit because you know it was him moving the team from St. Louis to Los Angeles, and now right. he, he's reneged. He says, "Oh, I'm not going to pay the attorney." So it's on the NFL because the it's like. It's the uh, NFL representing on behalf of the St. Louis slash Los Angeles Rams. So, and and if I'm not wrong, isn't he part of like uh, Kroger's or Walmart or something? Like he's part of. Yeah, it's, I think it's Kroger, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, looks like the deal that he got though is he only has to pay a dollar a year as a tenant, Jeez. but that also. He shouldn't be responsible for all legal fees. So this is this has got the NFL owners mad because they don't like to lose money. Like they're at a point now where they just feel like money should just get paid to them no matter what, and they're immune to to having a loss in profit. And it, I find it fascinating because I think in the end uh, they are going to have to settle, and the league and every owner will be affected by this. Yeah, the uh, the headline from Seth Wickersham of ESPN, uh, owner Stan Kroenke might be trying to back away from his promise to cover tens of millions of dollars in legal expenses related to his team's 2016 departure from St. Louis, a revelation that angered many NFL owners, which when they learned of it on Tuesday, sources told ESPN. So, yeah, he's, he's welching. And, you know, the NFL doesn't need this on top of – the Gruden scandal on top of apparently what Roger Goodell is doing to protect Daniel Snyder in Washington uh, because he's not yeah, that's a whole other yeah he's yeah. not releasing the details of the investigation that didn't have to do with you know I guess that did not have you know it's secondary or tertiary tertiary 
uh, items that didn't have to do with the point of the investigation. But of course, everybody in Washington who hates Daniel Snyder wants him out because he's a jerk. And they and, and they're and they're looking at and they're looking at anything that they can get their hands on. And I get that, you know, you know, if you have a bad owner, it's like, you know, if you have Harold Ballard, you want Harold Ballard to go to jail or die because you want your, mm -hmm. you want your team to, to, to have a good owner that will actually, you know, but then look at how bad the uh the Washington football team has suffered under Daniel Snyder. But apparently Daniel Snyder's main benefactor in the NFL is his good buddy Jerry Jones. And Jerry Jones is a power broker in the league, and if that's the case, that then 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 Daniel Snyder will not be touched. You watch, right? So one more thing. So Deshaun Watson, with the trading deadline coming close, there is a deal in place, Mike, with yep. the Miami Dolphins. Yep. But there's just one problem. Yeah, Miami they will not make the trade. Yep. yep. Yeah, they won't make the trade unless all of his legal issues are <laughs> resolved. His right. 22 civil lawsuits. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's going to happen. I mean, okay. Of sexual misconduct, of course, in case people don't know. So they're <laughs> like, hey, we'll trade for them, but you got to make those 22 lawsuits go away, which haven't gone away in the last, I don't know, six months to a year. Yeah. And I seriously doubt that Houston is going to be getting multiple first round picks for Deshaun Watson. I, they, I think nobody they, wants to risk it. I think they'd be lucky if they get Tua back in the deal, and you know, because because then Miami will basically be dumping Tua and admitting it a mistake. But no, ten of the women have, have filed actual complete police complaints, which does make you wonder: isn't that enough due process for the league to kind of put him on the commissioner's list? Like, yeah. they, hold on, they put Ray Rice on the commissioner's list for what they saw on a video. Is this not worse? I have heard it be. I have heard it said that if Ray Rice was twenty-two years old, he would have gotten a job in the NFL, uh, even after that whole scandal happened. But because okay, he, so that makes my point. Yeah, and Deshaun Watson's that makes my point. Yeah, it's the value of the player. It's not the the serious. But, he was, but Rice was put on the commissioner's list. Yep, and Sean, Deshaun Watson has not been. Like right. That's where Roger Goodell literally goes wrong. That's it. That's all I got. Okay. Go ahead, Doc. Okay. Let's get started. Here we go. Um, Thursday, October 28th. All right. Hello, Hockey World. It is Thursday, October 28th, 2021. I'm Michael Agello, and obviously, Eck got himself a calendar. <laughs> nope. I'm Russ Cohen from Sportsology, and anytime I put on a hoodie, the sun comes out. That's all I can say. <laughs> the sun will come out. No, too. I know, it's still like crazy. I'm Eklund. You're watching Hockey Buzz Gas on HockeyBuzz.com. So the podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday to fill you in the comings and goings in the hockey world and tell you exactly who's going to win in every game, as I tend to do. Don't listen uh, to me. I won't go there. I won't even talk about it today because, honestly, we, we have to start with the other with, um, with this situation that is still ongoing right now. And uh, yesterday we talked a little bit about it. Obviously, uh, the talking, speaking about the Kyle Beach situation and um, – and yeah, can, can can we can we first say yeah. can we first say it took a lot of bravery, a lot of guts for Kyle Beach to come out. Um, you know, there was a lot of speculation, like okay, it's a black ace. Let's see who who we can guess. He came out. He interviewed with Rick Westhead from TSN. It was important enough that it didn't matter 
if it was TSN or Sportsnet, people like Elliot Friedman, who works for Sportsnet, retweeted the TSN video, which is unheard of because it was such an important story. Yeah. And I only watched video snippets of it, but it, it, it just made a situation that was ugly and painful, even more uh, infuriating and ugly because of you know who knew what happened, who, who covered up what, and really the tentacles of this are going to continue yeah. for a while. Yeah, I mean it yeah, is a couple things. So go ahead. Go ahead. No, I think I think yeah, um, you go first. Um, I, I think that I mean there's obviously so much to get into with this and so many different aspects to unpack of it, but I um I think that I've obviously the interview comes out at 6 20 6 30 is done or somewhere around there um the, the the game panthers game starts at seven um there's a lot of craziness around you know whether or not quenville should be coaching the game or not you know um i know we had kevin i, mean, I said it yesterday you shouldn't you like even shouldn't before we knew this time. other information right um and uh you know i don't you know how that was handled is something we can discuss for sure um, well I think and, at the end of the day you know that I couldn't agree with you more, Mike, about the courage. And I think that really what it also does is give other people the courage to talk out too. Um, and other, because you know, this is the only instance of this kind of thing. And there's lots of athletes out there or just people in, you know, jobs in general who are going through stuff like this. Okay. And um, when somebody like this gets out there and publicly says something like this, it, it, uh, it can start a process, you know, you know, like I think of the Me Too movement and stuff like that. You know, there are processes that can begin. And some teams, you know, whatever you think of me too or if it got out of hand or whatever you want to think of it you know it was important in a lot of ways and there's a lot of important parts to it and there's i think this is this is a uh, very important right now and yeah i mean it, 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 yeah. you know me 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 too started it down the road with with the harvey weinstein situation yeah. and you know he's he's a pig and a reprobate who got everything that he deserved yeah and, and other people who did did things that I think got what they deserved. And I, you know, but the thing is that sometimes people uh, get caught up in that, that, you know, sometimes they, they weren't guilty. Well, there's no question that, you know, every situation will have people who will take advantage of it, you know? Um, and you know, that, you know, so people, you know, and, you know, and that's, um, that's a tough thing, the tough thing to get in, you know, to, 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 to judge from our perspective. Well, but, I, yeah, I got a couple things. Go ahead, so, go ahead, go ahead, Rush, you, you go. so first off, I watched SportsCenter because I wanted to see the lead in. Didn't even mention it. Really? They were going football, World Series, yeah. basketball. Didn't even mention it. Now, maybe at some point in the broadcast, they mentioned it for a minute and a half. But the fact that they didn't have it anywhere near the beginning, to me, was a tone deafness of their own. Because, A, they, they now promote the sport. Yeah. And if you do, you should be covering all aspects of it as the same as the others, if not larger, because, again, there's a lot more looming in this one. The other thing is yeah. with Kyle Beach. And now with Kyle Beach, I covered him, right? Yeah. I, I 2010 draft. I was there in L.A. I knew about the player as far as being a really good player. Yeah. For years, he may have been the one player that I got asked about the most. How come he didn't make it to the NHL? Because he had size. He was good in the crease. Right. He had a great shot. He was a tremendous scorer in juniors. And best I could figure out was he wasn't fast enough and he and maybe the injuries. Yeah. And now that we know what we know, he was battling that too. Yeah. And that really made me sad because this guy had a lot of talent. And yeah. 
I'd hate to think that that kept him from being in the league too, what went on, but it certainly was a contributing factor. It's yeah. hard to imagine, you know, it wasn't, yeah, like you say, I guess it's definitely a contributing factor. So it's hard to, um, I, and I think with the, on the ESPN note, I think that's interesting is that, the, you know, you would think, okay, the NHL is telling them not to do that, but the NHL network addressed it clearly. The NHL network addressed it entirely. And they did so in between the first and second period. So much yeah. so with Week saying that Quenville shouldn't be coaching in this game in between the first and second period. So that was a clear, you know, the NHL network. I was, I was very impressed with how they handled it. Um, yeah, really did a good job of that. But we and we, yeah, had, and I think Beach is still playing. Yes, for Funky to ask that. Yes. Yeah. yeah, but and and the thing the thing was, and we had a conversation uh, going back and forth on our little private uh, text message chain about yeah. uh, about uh, Quenville. And the thing was, once he stepped out in the bench, I heard somebody said, "Well, you know, they could have could have like at the end of the first period tell him to go." No, once he stepped out on the bench, he was going to be there for the game. It, you know, it, it, there there was no there was no pulling back from there. Now, was it a right decision to let him coach? I mean, I mean how many people did we see? He shouldn't be coaching this game. I mean, Ken Campbell said no, it was the wrong. It was the wrong decision. It was, it was the wrong decision. Death. I also think the reality of of the beach. I mean, the beach stuff being coming out of when it did. It, it you know. At the late hour, it did. I think was right. played into that. Now I'm not. I I didn't talk to anybody in in the. There was enough time. It was and enough time. I agree. And I was the person said that they should have pulled him after the first period. So I mean, I really and I really still feel that they should have realized what was happening at that point. Um, you know, and at one point they go up. They went. They 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 showed in the Panthers Panthers um press box um area where the where you know the GMs and all that are. And Roberto Luongo was texting. You could tell Roberto Luongo was really upset about something. And it really felt to me like, you know, because Roberto Luongo works with them now too. So I wonder, there's just, there's so, there's there's so many things there. And I know that, you know, here's, if your guy, if, if, if Quenville is telling you, you, you know, you're the organization, he's telling you that he's innocent um, and, you know, he hasn't had a day in court yet. You're in a, you're in a spot there. You're in a real big spot because a person there has said something, which you well, know, as, as, as convincing as Beach and I have no reason to think he's not absolutely telling the truth. The one thing I can say about the Quenville stuff is, and if you and he said some stuff that was really damning towards Quenville, and I'm not defending Quenville at all. I think Quenville should be removed. Um, but I'm just selling, I'm saying the the, the the damning stuff towards Quenville um, was like stuff he said he heard. Like he heard that Quenville said this, or he, you know, he was in meetings where and it was it was very it wasn't directly like he said right. i told quenville this and quenville denied it if, if, I think right. if, he, if he had said that in, in a in a legal proceeding that would be looked upon as hearsay and they right. wouldn't be able to confirm it but the but the thing okay and that's where quenville may have an out because but the thing is that his testimony is in direct contradiction to the yeah. testimony of everybody else who was in that room including stan bowman including uh, shovel day off and other, and others. So that's where I, that's where the, the meeting between Quenville and, and, and Bettman is going to be extremely important because if he continues on that line and everybody else is saying he's there and he's not, and he's saying he's not there, how do they, how do they reconcile well, that? He was saying, and you know, just to be, to be clear, what I heard at least was he was saying that, you know, he was brought into that meeting halfway through, um, and told, told that they were, and, and they, they had this, no, knew they were discussing some issue that was going on with the team, personal issue, but didn't know what the issue was. And they, when he got the meeting, they were discussing something else. That was his line. Now, okay, here's what I'll say Do about that. Do we not that. believe Kyle Beach? No, when I he's believe saying Kyle that Beach. teammate, right? Okay, so teammates were giving homophobic slurs. Oh, no, no, you don't no, think Quenville, again, I, you, you weren't here, Russ, when I said that. I think Quenville should be removed. I'm just saying, I'm just saying what Quenville is yeah, yeah. saying. So to me, 
the reality here is is this and and i'll i'll end on it I'll, I'll not end on this but i'll say that this is my end of my discussion in my head i have talked to people around the nhl for years and we all have and the, and they all talk about accountability all the time and you'll t- hear coaches and general managers say i wasn't aware of that but it's my, but they'll, and then and then they'll say comma but it is my job to be aware of that i should have been aware of that that's another thing you hear constantly from coaches and gms so you know if quenville wasn't aware of it you know, he still has to come out and say, I resigned because it was my job to know, to be aware of it. You know what I mean? And that, that to right. me, I think, well, the, well, right or wrong, whatever he ever knew, whatever he didn't know, we'll never well, fully know. But, you know, I think that it was his job to know. Well, but, the, okay, and, he, and then, then you go, then you go to, and, and Russ just retweeted uh, the, the statement of Jonathan Taves after the game. And we were, we were saying when we talked about this, that Taves and Kane, who were the only two members of that 2010 team that were still on the, on the Hawks should come out and make a statement. Well, Jonathan Taves made a statement and Jonathan Taves statement is so tone deaf yeah. to the point that he, def- he's basically giving it a, a d- defending Stan Bowman and McIsaac. You know, they're not directly complicit in the activities that happen. It's not up for me to comment on whether they'd like to deal with it differently or not. Okay, and then, okay, Taves is the captain of this team, and you've got a player who is being picked on because they, you know, I, you know, we know the homophobic uh, comment. Yeah. And then other people involved, too. Right, and, and it was common. Other teammates like Nick Boynton came out on in social media and said, this was common knowledge. Everybody knew what was going on. Patrick Kane came out yesterday and said, I didn't know who John, I didn't know John Doe number one was Kyle Beach. My ass. There's no way. I mean, this is this is sort of non-denial denial bullshit, is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it is. And and I I again it's their responsibility to know what was going on and if, and i talked to one player from that team who um said listen um even the people who didn't know there it was going around it was going around you know what i mean so you can sit there and say you didn't know but you can't sit there and say you didn't hear about it right like you can say you don't know whether right. it happened and then something he's saying he never had any interaction with the video coach those guys go through the locker room all the time yeah that's ridiculous too um I so mean, so i mean i mean basically, basically yeah, I, by the way sorry he had to have interaction with him because he was on the Stanley Cup parade. Yeah, they all know who he was. I mean, it's not like this is good. It's not like, you know, they're handing a Stanley Cup to a stranger out there. They know who this is. I mean, they know who this guy is. You know, I mean, it's it's, it's ridiculous. And and he was probably on the ice when we were back in 2010. Yeah, they were. He was. I'm sure he was. Sure. I mean, I talked to Shevel Dave on the ice in 2010 when they won. I would I remember I Shevel yeah. came up to me. I talked to him at that on that, you know, and listen. I was yeah, talking to Scotty Bowman. Yeah, we don't know what Shevel Dave knew. We don't know, but you know. Here, this is the thing is, you know, it, it really is more of a matter of people should have known and they should take responsibility for should have having known. Like if, if, if the reality is, you know, it doesn't matter whether or not how much they knew or what they knew to me. It matters, you know, that they didn't do their job by, you know, not, but they should, they should have known this. They should have figured it out. It should have been, it, it was going I around. Mean, Tate should step down as captain. He should, because he's failed as a captain. Yeah, and it's you know, and it's surprising because Taves is Mr. Captain, right? Like he is the guy who everybody. Well, that's what we thought. And 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 you know, and for, and Kane came out too and said, you know, said good things about Bowman. Um, it's just, it's really not. And if Kane I mean, wears the A, players he shouldn't be wearing the A anymore. Everybody was the timing of this thing was so strange, and I think that people who go on, um, people who got on Quenville for not speaking to the media last night, 
I don't think are completely fair either. Um, because the reality is he's lawyered up. He's got to be lawyered up. And also, you know, it, listen, if, 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 if they did this interview at noon yesterday, um, and then it, it lingered all day, I don't think he would have coached that game at all. First of all, secondly, Viola, all he had to do was make a phone call. That's all he had to do. What do you mean? To stop him from being, from being oh, yeah, a coach yeah, yeah. in that no, game. I agree. I agree with you on a that. Simple no. phone call. I agree. Um, but I think that, you know, the reality is, and it doesn't make it right. Again, the, the time he doesn't make it right. But yeah. Quenville, it happens at six. He goes out and coaches a game. And, you know, there's like a no phone policy on teams during the game. So they don't know all this stuff is being said on Twitter and all this stuff. So right. he's not, you know, he doesn't know how much he's getting slammed, how much he's getting killed. But you know they're shielding the team from all that while they're playing the game. They're like, we're going to go out right. and play this game. Right. So then to throw him right into that press conference after after, after what had been like four hours of buildup, I, I don't think would have been fair to him. And, you know, whether I think at some point he's got to adjust the media for sure. Um, but I really don't care what's fair to him either. I don't. And that's true. Uh, that's a good point too, Russ. But I think that I understand why they did it the way they did it because they don't. No, I do too. He's yeah, the only one who knows. What he he's the only right. one who knows what he really did wrong and didn't do wrong in this situation. They're, they're reserving judgment until Vetman gets a yeah. chance to talk to both of them directly. And but the, the the thing is, though, I mean, we okay. We I, I don't know how many people expected Stan Bowman to lose his job when it came to the result, the the final result of this whole investigation. Yeah. I was skeptical. I I thought it would you know that, but they're you know now he's lost his job. Uh, they're talking about going back and getting money from John McDonough's severance with yeah. uh, with the Blackhawks. If it, it, you know, if it goes down the road of Shevel Dayoff having to resign and and Quenville having to resign, it, the the ripple effects of this are going to go on for a while. Yeah. Okay. Well, so two things. I do want to say, hey, Sonic. Sorry to Johnny Reb. He went through a a situation when he was younger, and yeah. sorry to hear that he's. Revealing that in the chat room, it is a terrible thing to have to live with. Um, as far as having to resign, you don't have to be forced to resign. You can resign on your own. Yeah. Well, he's okay. Let's just say I don't expect these people to say, "Oh, sure, I'm going to give up my job that I'm making millions of dollars from gladly." Uh, They're going to be forced to. I don't know about that. Fired. I don't know about that with Quinn though. Um, I, I really would be absolutely 100% shocked if Quenville doesn't resign like right after, right at some point later today. I don't know what to think anymore. I mean, again, yesterday when I gave that game number, I was acting like what the NHL might do. You know, I don't want this guy coaching. Oh, yeah, no, That's I know. That's what I would do. And it's like, so I don't know what to think. He's, he's already made a lot of money, he's already won Stanley Cups. He doesn't yeah, need he's his, fine financially. He doesn't his reputation ruined anymore in his mind, probably. And he and he's just like, you know, in, in my mind, he's out. You know, like he just he says, I'm gone. I'm gonna save her. But he's you know, he's going to Batman to talk, and I think that that's the right thing to do. Um, still, you know, not resign. I don't know, maybe he could have resigned before that, and still they still have to go to Batman to talk about how you slice it. He didn't know, like I said, that's fine, but he could he could have resigned and then talked to him too. There's so many things like I, I said, it just we just don't know so many things about this, but I, I think no matter what, I think I think Quenville's complicit. I think there's just no getting around. I'll it. tell you what the public perception of this is, right? Fans perception and other media now that are talking about this because this is starting to get to be a national story. The other perception is nobody, Jonathan Taves, all these other people we're talking about, nobody has made a step forward to try and atone for what they did or what they didn't do or knowing about it or anything else. It is 
pure, purely the opposite. And that makes a situation like this worse. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I think you're right. And I expected more from people today about in that way, you know, um, and again, if this happened earlier yesterday, I think you would have seen it last night. I think the, the reality is that of, of the timing of it really kind of, it doesn't make it right, but it kind of screwed up the way people were going to react to it. Um, and I think, sure. other, you know, because they, they were all playing, you know, like uh, Chicago's yeah. playing and, and, and they're all playing. And then after you're done playing, you they were throwing a hell, a hell of a lot of a hell of a lot of stuff at them. I'm sure when they go in line and they see what's been going on. For the, now, the plan. Uh, Greg Wyshynski tweeted this yesterday, and I, I think it's it's it was part of the the Westhead interview. And I just read this, and it's it's something that I'm a little surprised at as well because, you know, play, people involved with the team. I'm not saying it, it it's right, but I'm saying at the at the moment that they were in the Stanley Cup final, you understood that they wanted to keep this quiet because it could be uh, it could have a, a detrimental effect to the you know to the team it's not right it shouldn't have been done but that that was the that was the mindset but Kyle Beach said word spread pretty quick i do believe that everyone in the locker room knew about it because the comments were made in the locker room they were made on the ice they were made around the arena with all different people of all different backgrounds players staff media in the presence so if media knew about it too and they didn't say that's anything, a problem that's a problem and well, we all and the other ripple effect I can, you, I can i covered sorry i can i covered that entire cup matter of fact we were in the locker room and it's the last time any media members were in the locker room yeah because the you know the philly the philly locker room guys knew us they didn't have any directions that said they couldn't go in right so we went in we we covered that we saw a lot of things in there as far as um them celebrating but the idea was we were in the locker room we were on the ice we had no idea like we're so if media members knew like that is terrible and and, 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 and then and then the other the other thing is the statement from donald fear uh russ you know yeah. basically saying that the you know the the pa was i mean in a way i don't know if he said that they were culpable but they had knowledge of it and they were they promised to do better okay great but you let if there was knowledge back in 2010 and you didn't do something about it then you basically let the side down in terms of i mean there's a player who's been abused you're the players association you should be advocating for that player again it's their job to know you know i mean it's his job to know and and you know whenever they found out something was filed or whoever was if whoever was filed with didn't go report it to them you know, I'm assuming that person's no longer there at this point or what have you, but I don't, you know, I've, I've, I've put into a college with one of my sources at the PA to try to find that out because that felt, felt, felt really weird to me about that statement. It's like, okay, this was sent to the, you know, it was, it was, it was made to one of our people who handles that and it didn't go any further and should have gone further basically is what he was saying. Who was that person? Who was that person who didn't take it further? You know, that, that I think is something that we don't know. Um, it's, I mean, I remember at that time we had Alison Maggie covering the, Blackhawks um, yeah. and he was in the locker room he was in the locker room with with the Blackhawks a lot so I'm I'm trying to get in touch with him to see if he can tell us anything that he heard it or if he heard any of this about from the media at that point in time um, but I don't I don't know I don't I, I really find it hard to believe I mean I listen people are really afraid of teams often you know like you're afraid of losing your credential you're afraid of this kind yeah. of thing but I can't imagine that this I don't know I have a really hard time imagining that if one of us knew about this we wouldn't bring it up um to listen there's things that have come up in my working life that 
on a couple of occasions. I had to risk my job yeah. to, to go forward and do something. One time uh, I didn't lose my job. The other time I did. It happens. Yeah, yeah it happens. I know. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, at two o'clock in about and, you know, an hour, in about 45 minutes, um, you know, Gwen will meet. Chevrolet is not meeting until Monday. Yes. Um, but I think it's, I think it's, so I think that's also telling a little bit about like how important they feel like the shovel they have role. That's very telling. I mean, again, based on the quote that came out, yeah. which didn't seem like they were worried because they, you know, cooperated. Okay. You cooperated, but again, to me, that's not good enough. Yeah. So I do feel like you're right. I think what, that is telling. What Kevin said yesterday is, well, Stan Bowman cooperated. Yeah. And he got, he got fired basically. So it yeah. just because you cooperated doesn't take up the hook. I mean, it's what you have to say. Um, but, 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 but one thing, I mean, Shevel Dayoff was an assistant general manager and it was reported to the president and to the general manager. They were the decision makers. He could have said, okay, I think this is wrong and gotten overruled by them. So being an underling in this situation, you know, it does give you, a bit of a defense that okay, I did everything that I could, but the people higher up said that we're going to cover this up. Right, right. But it's like what Kevin Allen said, though. If something is a crime, the police should be called. Yes. Yeah, they should be called exactly. And anybody not, could call the police. We don't Any, anybody who knows about it. Like hockey is not this imaginary walled off society. You know, I mean, it just right. and, and sometimes it, people have the feeling like it is you know i feel like they think it is like it's, it's just when even when you're in there and talking to people you, like they can do whatever they want to within the realm of that hockey thing where something else they would do you know would be if we get them thrown in jail that's the reality is this is they live in society like everybody else lives in society they've got to they be held accountable like everybody else is held accountable um beaches um elite prospect page is now linked to one in six which is a non-profit organization um, which supports male victims and sexual assault and fights to end the stigma of men coming forward with abuse, which is a really great. great thing that I was done by lead prospects. Um, and yeah, I, I write for them that they're a good organization. Yeah, that's Peter, definitely. Peter Sidner is a good guy. It's impressive, yeah. I think. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm glad they did that. This is the kind of things that have to happen. And it has, and it has, we have to, we have to talk about it. Um, and the other thing that has to happen is Rick Westhead needs to be unbelievably complimented for this. Like this is like, and I wrote about it like, you know, and Beach, when he's talking, says if it wasn't for Rick Westhead, he doesn't think that this would have happened, that, all, that it would have ever come out, that people yeah. would have continued to deny it, continued to say it was crazy, continued to say, you know, continued to be his word against everybody else's. Um, it's very, you know, it's very, very important. Wet West has always has done some incredible stuff. This, this is just another one. And, and he always has. Very, very important. And, and we really need real um hard-hitting journalism in hot in sports you know we just do and it's not for all of us because it's, yeah. him, him and katie stang do most of that work in the hockey world yeah yeah and uh yeah it's it's definitely to be to be honored for sure okay um all right let's move on to the games because we did have games last night through all this stuff and um you know which one you're going to start with so go ahead and start with it i had a feeling i said to you guys that i thought the flyers would be you got better. it right it's just there's a certain it's just that you know you know i got i go with this all the time this this certain ebb and flow that uh -huh. i feel like in hockey and then there's some some games that just have a have everything sort of going in the right direction and that's what this one felt like and you know the real oilers so, please stand up but i have to ask you this yeah at what point in the game were you worried about your own prediction because there had to be a point oh yeah no, they the were whole, getting dominated for a while. oh the whole game honestly even in the even in the third period like i thought this you know when the flyers took that penalty with like a couple minutes to go, um, four minutes to go, I think, you know, I thought, yeah, yeah, this, 
I still, yeah. which I, which probably, I probably was kind of a lame call, um, but it gave them a power play, um, you know, and uh, no, I really, I listened that that game was back and forth. Like that first period was crazy. Um, that Atkinson goal was one of the greatest goals I've seen in a long time. I mean, that then with, with a couple seconds left in the, in the, in the it was first tremendous. Game, he's been he, tremendous. He's been unbelievable. And when he kicks the puck, kicks he's, the puck been, he's responsible like that, for at least, at least yeah. two wins on his own. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and kicking the puck to himself like and getting that shot off with less than a second to go, unbelievable. I mean, that's just like that's magical stuff there. Um, it is. And McDavid's goal was beautiful too. It was a crazy, crazy. Yeah, listen, they held him the two points. Yeah. At this point, that's a good effort. <laughs> it is. It is because he's, he's. Yeah, I mean, he's he's now still holds that still in in rare company of people who've had multiple point games to start seasons. But yeah, it's just it's in a you know I thought Carter Hart was good. Um, and, and as game Hart was good, not great. He, he didn't start off great, but he he definitely. It's good when you can see a young goalie that can not start off great, but then end strong. And that's what's something that you that you know that shows a little bit of growth, I think, at Hart. So he definitely from the from you the time he gets that goal in like yeah. a couple seconds in the second period, he was lights out. He was really well, I, I just I just Actually, watched. You know, I just watched the Atkinson goal because I didn't see it, and that is a pure. Miko Koskinen special. Swiss cheese is should be his nickname because he is. He's no, I, mean, I he's feel like if you put a here's the funny thing about Koskinen. If he didn't have size, he would be even worse. Yes. He's almost like if you put a polar bear in net and you just put the equipment on it, once in a while the polar bear would stop a shot. <laughs> yeah. 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 No. I mean, the thing about him is, you know. That's, that's the perfect way. That's the perfect way to beat a goal. Like he's very, very slow side to side. So the perfect way to beat a goalie who's slow side to side is is to change the angle of your shot, which which kicking the puck from your foot to your stick does. No, so but the way the way yeah. to beat me, the way to beat Miko Koskinen is shoot on the net. Yeah. Yes. Well, he that they that but that, that was definitely. I mean, and he's been he's been amazing. I mean, I mean, you know, for the Flyers, just uh, you know, really been. Impressive. No, Atkinson's been amazing. Um, yeah. And by the Koskinen way, doesn't. Cam is right. He doesn't ever make the key save. You know? When we yeah. when we did when we did the Flyers team preview, I was the one who who said that Cam Atkinson was going to lead them in goal scoring. Yeah, you did. On the right track. I said Farabee. I'm, I'm going to stick with that. I mean that line is has been very good. You know that and all three of those guys they they play very well together. It's 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 an interesting line. Yep. And also I mean something and Giroux. I mean Giroux's start to the season. Has been yep. phenomenal. You know, um, and he's he's in better shape. It's a contract year. Bingo. I think it's I think you can't you can't deny that that's playing into this. Um and and but the, but last night, you know, winning the three defensive zone faceoffs in a row um at the end yeah. of the game with Edmonton having their goalie out, that that was that was incredible. I mean, against McDavid, who was a great you know, McDavid and Dreisaitl, but against Dreisaitl, I guess it was mainly, who was you know, a good faceoff guy too. I mean, those two teams you said going to last night's game were the two best faceoff teams in the league. For for um, yeah, now Eck, my my eyes were flickering. But it did seem like uh, Tippett was banking on going against the first pairing to yeah. let McDavid match up against that and beat him. And honestly, it was working for a while. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. The weird choice. The weird choice that the Oilers had is after losing two offensive zone faceoffs in the left circle to continually go to because the Oilers have the, the Oilers have the option of which circle to go to to continually go to the offensive because it was the Risings. So to continually go to the left circle instead of the right circle, like after you've lost two already to Giroux in the left circle, which is definitely Giroux's better better side. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't understand that logic. Um, 
it just it shows you how little confidence the Oilers have in McDavid and Drysdale on the right circle. Because I mean, there, why would you go back again when you've been beaten twice? Go back a third time to that to that spot. Um, uh, the other game I was watching and keeping an eye on was Chicago and Toronto, um, yeah. because it obviously was an important game. And this game started off nightmarish um, for the Leafs, for sure. Um, they do they do get the win. And the crazy thing about Toronto, Mike, and this is the thing, like this is this is a very flawed team right now, but. The record is not that bad, you know, and, and the weird that's the weird thing is they are they're actually if they can get it together, they'll well, remember the fact that they got some points out of the beginning of the season. Well, the, the thing the thing is, and I was I mean, I was, I was sort of stunned, but not really, because you you look at the you look at the Atlantic Division right now, and your Sabers are you know are you know they're a paper tiger, they're four one and one, or they're they're not going to be there at the end of the year, but, you know, give them the credit that they're, they're hustling and trying. Detroit is a young team with a couple great young prospects and Raymond and Cider, but they're not going to be there either. Ottawa is got some good young players, but they're, they have a lot of holes. Uh, Montreal is a disaster. Boston has started out slow. The yeah. Leafs. Wait, so you're saying that five could come out for the Metro? Is that what you're saying, Mike? No, not at all. What I'm yes, saying that is what you're saying. No, no realize it. That is not. Don't put words in my mouth, Russ. <laughs> what, what I'm what I'm saying is is that the Leafs have been bad. They've lost four games in a row, and yet they win yesterday against one of the worst teams in the league. And lo and behold, they're two points out of a playoff spot and two points out of second place in the division. Oh, so yeah, get points when you play badly that they, they've gotten points out of playing badly, which is, which is right. really important. And as you know, if they do get together, that, they, that is, there's a, there's a plus and a minus side to that. Like it's a, it's a plus if your team gets it together and suddenly and, and does really well, it's a minus if they don't, because it's, a, it, it basically was like just leading you to think they're better than they were. And but they, I, they, I, they, I, not, I, they, I, cause that's what I, and that's what I'm curious about. Are is the least record leading us to believe that they're better than they are? No, I mean, okay, they they have not played well. They 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 have deserved to lose. In the, the only game of those four games that they didn't deserve to lose was against the Rangers. Shashurkin robbed them blind, and was, yeah. you know, Panarin turned it on for 15 seconds in overtime and oh, got. Yeah. You know, I think that was that was you know that game could have gone either way. I'm not diminishing what the Rangers did, but it was it was an even game. They they deserve to lose to Pittsburgh. They they should have destroyed Pittsburgh, but they didn't. Yeah. They deserve to lose to, to the Sharks, who oh. they underestimated, and they lost to a better team right now oh. in Carolina. This game they fall behind two nothing, and only because Jack Campbell kept them in the game for most of it. It's like in the second and third period, he made a whole bunch of saves. Oh. One save, one save on Kurish in the third period where he went post to post, coming in blind, and then on just before Nealander's game winner. He makes a he gets a piece of a Seth Jones shot and it goes the other way and Neilander scores on a breakaway. I mean that's you know you need your goalie to make saves. They've been relying on him a lot more than he wanted to, and he's been able to you know get points for them when they haven't deserved that to get points. So yeah, I mean they're they're fortunate that they are where they or they are where they are right now in that division. But I do think later on in the year, Russ, you know Boston, Florida, Tampa, and Toronto will get easier points in the Atlantic to win one of those wild card spots than the points in the Metro where every team, even Columbus, they all stink and they're all at the same level. Then that might not happen. <laughs> well, we'll see. Like there is a possibility. I mean, have, in this. I mean like, have, yeah, I mean to have, have to be held into a game like that, like against, against Chicago, who's just been horrible. 
by your goal, for your goal. Yeah, the Leafs are what they are right now. The Leafs are struggling. We all admit admit they should score more, but right now they are what they are. And I I don't know how long it's going to last. I have no idea. Yeah, when you're relying on David Camp for your offense or some offense who has scored, you know, two goals in a hundred games or something like that. I mean, you know, they got it. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that no, I, I agree that that that's just to me. My gosh, you know, it's like this. There feels like there's something wrong with um, with the coaching on on that team. On that team, it just feels like it just feels like there's something wrong. And I don't know. I don't know how you can sit there and say no. I mean, I don't. You know, no, no. I don't think it's the coaching. I don't think it's the coaching. I think it's the fact that you've got four players who aren't producing. <laughs> you've got four. even with those, but even then. Even not, I mean, not producing. Like we've seen the Predators, like in that situation, right? Where the Predators have, it's like it reminds me of, like you know, of, of Duchesne and Johansson, like these guys who are, you know, are, are great, getting paid a ton of money, have been stars, and they're not producing, right? But even then, you know, you should get something. You, you should, you should still get something out. Well, of that's it. that's the whole point, Eck. I mean, up until up until yesterday, um, the the core group, Marner, Matthews. And Tavares, I'll exclude Neilander because he was actually he actually scored a couple goals. They had a collective two goals. Yeah, yeah, two goals in seven games. I know. So I mean, when your core group doesn't score, when one of your be- one of the best wingers in the league can't even make a pass tape to tape, which Marner it looked like Marner couldn't do. Everything was not operating. Not not everything is not honky dory now for the Leafs. I mean, their 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 big shutdown defensive pairing. It is playing terribly. They were on the ice for another two goals last night. So you know, there's still things. There are still things that need to be rectified. But those that was a valuable two points, and now they're you know maybe it helps them turn it around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, Wait, time out. We got some breaking news here. They are changing the marquee. Two of the marquees at Madison Square Garden. Like I get sometimes you want to update things. But when you walk in New York City, Eck, and you walk yeah. by that, the fact that it looks familiar yeah. is a big deal to how you feel about the building. Wow. What are they doing to it? I wonder. Are they, are well, they right now they're just somebody took a picture and it's just you it know, just, the board is empty. Oh, and the board it doesn't is empty. Say maybe, maybe they're putting in like something I'm I think they'd stay with their with their logo to a degree. I mean, you know. I mean you would have to think that, but right now it's not there. Like, why yeah. would you just strip it blind? <laughs> like, it's just. If you don't have something else to replace with it, then you do it. Why would you do this in the season, anyhow? Why wouldn't you have done this in the summer? Yeah, no, that's really true. I mean, that building is so iconic when you walk when you walk towards that. The, the, uh, the like, this is the big high rank part of the year for them for concerts and games, yeah. Knicks, yeah. Rangers, and yeah. you've done it now. It's so obvious now that it's just weird. <laughs> it's very, very strange. Oh, man. Very, very strange. But there's going to be new ones on 31st Street and 33rd Street. But, like, you know, you should have done it before. <laughs> I, I totally agree. I, I don't – if they go away from the logo, then we'll talk. That's definitely going to be, like – Yeah. Like, I mean, there is definitely a lo- – you know, a Madison Square Garden. That's such a cool building to be inside of, you know, like, just, like um, – It is. And the Knicks are actually doing well. So now, like, it's more amplified than it used to be. Yeah. The Knicks haven't been good in a long time. And so, yeah, the people are all talking about it just from an NBA perspective that it's nice to have it back. But, yeah, when yeah. you go there, it's just – I always tell people, like, I, I'm sure I feel differently because I lived there close, you know, on the island and I went there a lot. But 
it does feel different when you walk into it. I don't know if it's the ceiling and they changed the ceiling. They had to because it was asbestos. They had to change it, but they still managed to maintain the look. Yeah, they maintain so the look, and that look really is so is so epic that that you know. And when you're when you're in the press box, the cool thing about it is you're right on it. Like the ceiling is like the yeah. ceiling is is like maybe just like two floors above you, um, really yeah. close to you, and you and you really get that the lines going away from you and, and all converging in the middle. It's an incredible thing. So maybe that's the reason because everybody else's ceiling is like hardware. It's like the unfinished metal with the catwalks. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And, and and I think you know. Because of that, I've heard. I've heard because that Silly Madison Square Garden is one of the better acoustic places to play. Like as far as the concerts yeah. go, like, you know, because you don't have every you don't have sound bouncing around up in the rafters as much, because uh, it's like a finished ceiling, which is like you don't often see. Um, but yeah, it, it's really that is something. <laughs> that is definitely something. Um, um, yeah, but just wanted to bring that up. No, very very interesting. So um, yeah, I, I think that. You know, then actually talk about the Florida Panthers game for a second to um, the Panthers. You know, they they definitely came out. I refuse out to watch it. I don't know if it's childish. I didn't watch it on purpose. Okay, no, I mean, I mean, they came out really looking like this was affecting them. You know, they they were outshot like eleven to two in the beginning of the game, and, and that was the worst I'd seen them play all year. And yet they still found a way to you know to dominate the last two periods. So that that team is just uh, they're on autopilot right now. They really are. They have so many. They have so many scorers. It's it's really impressive. Um, no, yeah. they have a great team. I mean, up top to bottom. We've talked about it. The most depth in the league. The they have all the right players in all the right spots. They have depth of goaltending. Like there's nothing you could look at and say this is a real weakness for them. Right, right. There's nothing at all. I know. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and any concerns? You know, Ekblad has come back from his injury and he doesn't look like he's you know, really phased at all. Um, yeah, I mean, they're they're solid up front. They're solid in goal. They're solid uh, defensively. They're playing the right way now. We'll just see how the uh, the, yeah. the other stuff, and then yeah, how it plays out. I mean, and then the Red Wings. I watched some of that too this morning. I watched you guys some of the Red Wings Capitals game, and man, the Red Wings are. You know, there's a point at which you're like, this is a great start, and there's a point at which they're a little bit for real. I mean, there's something to this team. I mean, they they really battled this game. They, I mean, they they looked like they were on an even keel with the Capitals the entire game. It didn't. I didn't get one sense that there was a team that was better than the other. Oh, know? we act. We know. We know. We know it's behind this. Thomas Grice was in goal, so of course you're gonna have an affair with the Red Wings. Because honestly, Vanacek, who I'm a huge fan of, was in goal for the Capitals. He let up a bad goal, I thought, to, to tie the game. Um, but you know, he he he's been he's been really good. But man, there's some there are some speedy, crafty players on the Red Wings now. Well, there's some talent there. Yeah, they have, and they, have, they definitely have talent. They definitely are going to surprise some teams. Uh, I, I feel like everybody jumped on Bissonette too much last, yesterday after the game when he was like, you know, I think they could challenge for a playoff spot. He didn't say they were going to make the playoffs, but everybody starts jumping on him when he says challenge. But I think even for them just being in the conversation for a little while is yeah. better than they've been the last couple of years. That's yeah. that's really progress. It's a good proving ground for those young players to be in a competition even halfway through the season. But do I, yeah. do I expect them to finish any higher than, say, sixth or seventh no no probably don't. but adding listen adding raymond and adding cider is massive yeah and it's yeah. massive for their future so it's not like just hey it's going to be good for you know the next couple of years right. it could be good for the next decade while everybody else starts to fill in around them they've done some good drafting so yeah this is a, a big plus for them 
and they are getting good goaltending, not from Grace, but you know, from the Nuspitz. Uh, they're getting good goaltending, and and it definitely has shown. You know, they are something. Yeah, Levy has, has been a really good pickup for him. I thought he lost a step. Maybe he was just tired in the playoffs, but he really he looks he fine was, now. So or he was injured, or he was injured. I know. Yeah. Um, so tonight. Um, oh, by the way, did you guys see the um, the, the the Seattle Kraken throwing um, stuffed salmon at their crowd? That's like some. That's a, they, 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 no. Yeah. That's funny. So the three stars come out. They each have like a plush salmon like a, with them, and they're throwing it in the crowd. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, all right, so. Because the whole fish throwing Seattle thing is a whole thing there with fish. Okay. Yes. Yeah, but this is the market. If you go to the market, they throw, uh, yeah, they throw fish around. So I thought it's cool that they bring something. Well, speaking of throwing, I've been to that market. Speaking of throwing things. There too, yeah. Speaking of throwing. Hold on. Don't. Go ahead. I was just going to say one thing about the Seattle market because I want to get X yeah. feeling. I know that's like an iconic thing, X. Yeah. I still think it's kind of gross. I it's eat really fish. Gross. I like fish, but it's really gross. I it's just want really to gross. Out. It's really gross. It's trashy. It, it smells awful. Um, and there's fish just it lying. It does smell in the, awful. And there's just fish just lying in the sun. You know, I mean, I know they're on ice and everything like that, but they're just lying there in the sun at times. And it, it, it's not. It's not for the week. It's. It's like. It's, you better like fish if you in there because it's just you're gonna smell like fish for a couple of days yourself. Oh, like it's just, just what I want. Um, speaking of throwing things, I don't know if this is a trend, but we saw when Jack Hughes scored an overtime goal, he threw his stick into the crowd. And yeah. I'm and I'm pretty sure that William Nylander, when he scored in Chicago, threw the stick in the crowd. Because I saw somebody after the game uh in the stands with with a with a uh, shiny uh blue stick. So is this going to be is this going to be like you know like a trend like throwing baseballs into the crowd? Is this? I mean, I, I think the football in the NFL they throw the football in the crowd, right? But it's an awful expensive, you know, because these more, it's more be more equivalent of a baseball player throwing his bat into the crowd. You know, it's like oh, right. it's yes. kind of a dangerous thing to do, like a dangerous your hockey stick into the crowd. I have to say. Well, and heck, they're well, not like, they're not throwing it like this. They're tossing it in. Yeah, I guess that's true. But, you know, it's not expensive for the players. They don't pay for their sticks. Yeah, Mike, come on. That's true. They, 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 they don't for sure. Um, but it is, it is a potential potential fight in the crowd. I can see that for sure. Because like you know, how, who's determining his? Who gets so so far, hockey fans have been good about it. So far, so far is always a key word there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so far. <laughs> so tonight, the uh, the Andrew Mangione oh. Calgary Flames. Um, they- are going into Pittsburgh. Go ahead, Mike. No, no, I was just going to say because it's, it could have an, a, an effect on their season. The news that came out yesterday about Drew Doughty um, being out at least six weeks with the, uh, I think it was a knee injury, but Sean Walker having ACL, MCL, and being out for the season. So now they're going to be out with, without two defensemen for the next you know couple months at one for the rest now, of the year. Has Walker had an injury history? Because I feel like he has. I I don't know. I have to check his uh, his bio, but um, but then I mean, Dowdy, that was a dirty hit. I'm yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised Hawk and Pod did not get uh, get suspended. Yeah, but luckily it's only for six weeks and not the season. Right, but I mean now you know that that was an area a question a questionable area for the Kings. You know they went out and they got Edler and they have. Uh, Mata, but they they're not deep on defense, and without Dowdy for that amount of time, um, yeah. He, okay, he uh, uh, Walker. No, he played forty-seven games last year, seventy games the year previous. So he may have had it's like short-term injuries, little injuries, yeah. Little ones, okay. But you know that's yeah. So they've lost two right-hand shot defensemen. 
that's tough to replace. I wonder if this how this Dowdy's Dowdy's Olympic hopes. You know, like this is like something that. Well, he'll be back. He'll be back by Christmas. So he'll be back in passport, but will he? He was. He was, he was having, I thought he was borderline. He was having a great year. He had a great year to start. So I mean, Russ, what what this might give is an opportunity to someone like Kale Clegg, who's never really got been given a great opportunity. He needs to step it up. This is yeah. like his big chance. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. So like I said tonight, um, Calgary and Pittsburgh. We're gonna, you know, there's a chance that Crosby could be back for this game tonight. Um, Mm. So, Eck, when do they start using Mangiapane like in the game previews on ESPN and TNT? When when will uh, that start happening? Yesterday I heard it happen. Uh, it did, it did, yeah. No, it didn't happen. It, it did. It happened. It, 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 it has never happened against Mangiapane on XM. And XM had a big thing that on XM. I'm talking about television. Yeah, well, that, you know, Calgary's never on television. When has it happened on television? Yeah, that's like, yeah, but that's like, well, we are getting our national commentary from the Drudge Report. Yeah, the Ruin or a Ranger would happen all the time, but it's a flame. Like, Calgary's never on television in America, you know, so it's <laughs> not going to happen. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, so uh, Philly Vancouver tonight um, as well. Uh, so I guess we're going to see Martin Jones tonight. Okay, here, here's the here's no <laughs> here's the here's the uh, here's the bet of the night, and I'm not saying people go out and bet, but here's the here's the over under. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning are playing at home against the Arizona Coyotes, the 05 and one Arizona Coyotes, plus or minus six goals for the Coyotes. I'm still gonna go plus, but we were wrong about that the last time too. Yes, I'm going plus. This game's going to overtime. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm on a streak here, guys. <laughs> I mean, I'm on a streak. I'm like, everything has been right for like a little two weeks, so I'm going to say this now. And if, if we had this show in 1962, Eck would be like, I know the Mets are, are in last place and they've lost like 15 out of 16. I'm 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 to go on now. I was trying to do that with the Rangers last year, Russ. JT Stingle has won World Series. I think they're going to win the pennant. I was trying to get the Rangers in the playoffs last year. Um, all right. Yeah, so it's the same kind of thing. I agree with you. I would have done that for sure. All right. So going overtime. Just remember the that. optimism is just incredible. Remember I said that. Arizona taking it overtime tonight. Tampa's struggling. Tampa's looked terrible lately. Um, Arizona has nothing to lose. Perfect setup. Perfect setup. Um, this is a battle between two teams whose players know no bad weather. Like there's these. these, these but it's a home game. That's true. But it's a home game. <laughs> It's a home game. They're not going to lose a home game. I don't think. I don't think they're going to lose. It's just saying it's going to overtime. I just, I don't, I'm not, you know, okay. I'm not going that far yet. All right, that's all the time I have for today, folks. Um, as fun, thanks. As it's a lot of fun. Thanks as always for watching. We'll be back later and tomorrow. We'll have um more news, I'm sure, on this whole thing and see where we've gone. We'll be going from here and we'll have lots of games to talk about. So enjoy the games tonight. Remember, folks, without the buzz, it is just hockey. Please. Be safe out there and have a good day. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.